Hey y'all, it's your girl Beyond. And I'm Dominic Nicole. And we are Aviance. And you are listening to Cut to the Chase. Hello everyone, this is your host, Gregory Proctor. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 46. It's our duty. Wow, everybody's probably thinking now, like, it's our duty. Greg, you come up with some of the weirdest titles, but they're always on point. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to be talking with two R&B phenomenons. They are on the rise, and uh, I, I, I won't do it any justice quite just yet until I, until I roll through a little bit of the intro, because I think the accolades behind these ladies is unprecedented, and certainly what they stand for, their persona, their brand, everything about them is is pretty much right on point. And uh, with all due respect, we're going to jive. We're going to dump right into this. So, so basically, as everybody knows, has listened to our podcast before. I always open up kind of with some remarks, and so today the remarks are going to start with the fact of <clears throat> we're all taught to believe in stereotyping, people especially believe in stereotyping people of color. But what happens when the public enemy of stereotyping is suppressed? So today, we're going to have a discussion with musicians, with artists, that at this point in time, they have amplified their voices through music to make a stance in social inequality and social uh, justice movements through music. As difficult and as deadly as it has been for so many through this year, it has become a moment of reckoning. The nation is facing shutdown, health crisis of coronavirus, persuasive acts of racism and violence against unarmed black people, countless injustice for people of color, the LGBT community, individuals, women, and those that intersect in the difference of identity. Today, these climates of social unresting are powerful, and they're powerful in such a way that music has become a mecca. Musicians have become a mecca. Artists have become a mecca in protesting and passing along the resonance once again to the general public. As we stand in this pivotal moment, let's look back at some of the songs and the moments that define what we consider to be the civil rights movement and beyond as black artists and allies reflect on the dire need for justice, inclusion, representation, and the prospectors took their music to new heights. There's this little poem that came out of all of this when I did my research, and it basically states that it's our duty to fight for freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support one another. We have nothing to lose but our chains. And folks, I'll tell you, you know, being kind of a a descendant of a family where I can trace my ancestors back to slavery, that last statement is nothing but the truth. And it quite resonates very much with the introduction towards my special guest today. And so as I jump into this, they are one of the hottest R&B acts taking the world by storm. The Philadelphia duo Aviance is fused with traditional R&B, 
urban soul and hip hop shared with the appreciation for acts like Jodeci, Drew Hill, SWV, TLC. The members beyond and Dominique Nicole, who are from different parts of the city, were put together by Ali Hyman. The group started making music in 2004, or excuse me, 2013 under Real Boy Entertainment. Beyond has a background in music, which has always been writing, playing the piano, and producing. She has an unparalleled intensity and passion that cannot be ignored. Her voice is captivating, as well as her personality. Dominique Nicole grew up in a household of music. She sang in church choirs. She also has a bit of gospel background, but she's also majestic, rugged, beauty, upholding the classic R&B vocals that put the real back into music. Aviance has released two albums. It's Aviance and We Had to Do It. They are known as the bad girls of R&B, leading musical groups and continuing to grow loyalty through the dedication of their fans through real singing, implementation of catchy hooks with vibes of yesterday and today. Overall, to our listeners, this multi-talented duo leaves a mark on the music industry and sets the stage for the type of staying power that is legendary for most musicians and contemporary for audiences. And on top of that, these are two ladies that have stepped outside of the stereotyping and they believe that it's their duty to utilize their platform to suppress some of the social injustice movements that we're seeing out there, some of the stereotyping that we're seeing out there. And so I am going to give both of them an opportunity to talk because sometimes people go, Greg, you know, on your podcast, you don't introduce us too well. So be on Dominique. How did I do? <laughs> you did awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. All right. Any, any comments for our listeners? I think we're going to have an awesome conversation tonight. That's all. That's luck is it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So why don't we just cut to the chase? So why don't we just kind of jump in real quick? And uh, so my first question to you two ladies is what has stardom meant to the members of Aviance? Because you started the group in 2013. We're now in 2020. You've had some successes local up and down the East Coast. So kind of walk me through what is that what has that meant to the two of you as far as the stardom is concerned? Well, this is beyond speaking. I, I think ideally when we first got into the group, we were just we were just girls that wanted to sing and we just wanted to perform and travel and, you know, have all the things that come along with being um, singers. You know, we wanted to meet celebrities. We wanted to open up for famous people. Um, but then at some point, you know, all that stuff was fun and, and it still takes place now, but over time it started to look, we felt as though we had a bigger obligation and our music has to sustain the test of time, not through like gimmicky things, not only gimmicky things that fade away, but like substance that people, you know, in the generations to come can feel, can relate to, can, you know, 
just vibe to. So it became bigger than just what we felt like we wanted out of it. It was more so what we can deliver to the audience and, and to our viewers and our fans. You know, our, our minds started to shift. And with that being said, it allowed us to enjoy ourselves and, you know, kick it, still do what we love to do while at the same time just giving the people what they need and not just mm-hmm. what they want. Right, right, right. So so you guys recognize that earlier on in your career that this platform of stardom, uh, like you stated, was was much greater than just you as individuals and much greater than the music, because like you just like you just kind of insinuated, you have uh, all walks of life of people looking at you when you're on stage, when you're producing music videos, and that whole branding, that whole persona, that visionary acuity that people consider looking at, you know, artists and basically saying, "Are they real? Is that their real life?" It's it's rather interesting that you you guys recognize that earlier on uh, in your lives, or in should I say, in your career. Kind of walk me through some of the events that may have happened that 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 put you on the track to say, we want staying power. What was that? This is the highest When we first started, um, we automatically knew that we didn't want to be one of those groups that you hear about with, you know, that's having one song and then you just don't hear about them again. So it's always been in our brains to create, you know, content and music that's going to have longevity in the industry and, um, you know, just basically keep us relevant for the most part. Um, But as we started, you know, getting deep into the industry and you start having those um, major platforms where, you know, we've opened for um, the lupus walks and we did breast cancer awareness things and even, you know, stopping violence in the streets and stuff like that. Once you start doing events like that and as you're performing, you can see how your talent is touching those other people. And even to the point where they'll, they'll come up to us, you know, personally and say, you know, your music has helped me so much. It's got me through, you know, this time when I was going through this thing or whatever the case is. So, as you start seeing that more and more, um, you start to realize that it's just it's way bigger than you. And uh-huh. it's not about, you know, just the glitz and the glamour and being on TV and looking nice all the time. Like we're doing this because we actually help people. And we didn't even realize that at first. But like I said, once you start getting deeper into it and getting more intimate with your fans, you know, you really start to realize that you actually have the power to change people's lives. So um, once you realize that, you just you got to take that chip and just start motivating people into drive and driving them in the right direction. Sure, sure, sure. Understood, understood. So let's talk a little bit about about messaging because you know in my opening remarks, you know I talked a little bit about stereotyping and social injustice and and things where artists are now trying to amplify their voice. They're amplifying who they are in the public eye. And so in most cases, um, you know, you find that there are situations where uh, with um, R&B type music, sometimes we are put into uh, a box and that box may not necessarily be the pop uh, persona of the look and feel 
or it may not be, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's dress a certain way or let's do a certain thing. But in the context of how important it is for you to ladies to maintain a healthy uh, moral duty uh, with regards to how you're being perceived in the public eye, Walk me through that type of messaging that you guys, that that aura of what you guys are bringing forth, because obviously I have so much respect for what you guys are doing and 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 just listening to the, the causes that that you you both support. I mean, that's quite commendable. But walk me through the messaging of, of what Avance tries to to carry forth uh, in everything that they do, whether it's on stage or off stage. Well, as the beggars of R&B, let me give you a little sprinkle of a, a little background. Um, we we consider ourselves the beggars of R&B because, for one, we love real R&B. We love, you know, the 90s, especially because everyone was really singing and had lyrics that meant something, had substance. But we also call ourselves that because we always been one to go against the grain. When we first started out, you know, it wasn't that many girl groups, but as time like elapsed, then yeah, um, girl groups started to come out. But everyone was just, you know, skimpy clothes, and you know, I, all I do is whip my hair over here, and you know, prop my leg up up there, but couldn't really sing or you know, lip sync mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was a lot of um, just like Don was saying, like that glitz and glam, and what the industry pretty much is is making clones, you know in terms of people doing the same thing and looking the same way. But um, we feel like in everything that we do and everything that we sing and everything that we write, we have to go against the grain. Um, we're not one to prance around on stage with no clothes on now. Don't get us wrong. We are, we are sexy young ladies. And so, you know, you're going to see, you, you're going to see just that, but it's our, our, our talent that's going to shine first. And a lot of people don't get that. We we meet a lot of people who are in the industry and they're like, yeah, but talent, people don't really care about the talent. They care about the look. They care about the followers. They care about this and they care about that. And while we are, you know, working and constantly progressing those things, we still believe talent comes first. And that is what will sustain itself, the talent itself. Like when people pull up, oh my gosh, remember this group, you know? That'll be us because our lyrics and our music did just that. It just stood the test of time, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'll tell you, you know, when um, and and I didn't say this earlier on in the intro, but I'll share with the listeners uh, how we kind of hooked up was basically through um, you guys looking at some of our Instagram uh, material out on our Instagram page and. Um, and I went back and I said, oh, this is interesting. Um, who's this group? And, and and so I went out and I, I think the first track that I heard, because you guys are are promoting uh, Baby, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was saying to myself, man, th- these two ladies sound like SWV. And I love SWV. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So and so just by me being the kind of corny guy that I am, you know, I said, well, I wonder if they'd be great to have on a podcast. And and sure enough, you know, whoever whoever controls your IG account wrote back and uh, it was kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, a unity made in, in, in heaven to kind of get us put forth uh, to be able to, to kind of initiate this. And 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 it was just rather ironic because of the simple fact that I think there what you what you just stated beyond is so important and the quality of music. 
the quality of the talent mm-hmm. is something that transcends its earth shattering. It's it's just it's it's movement that it become it, it goes beyond comprehension. And mm-hmm. I listen to all types of music because obviously I've lived all over the world. But I'll tell you, when you have someone with such an eloquent voice that that harmonizes, you know, it, it's 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 like listening to somebody playing a, a sexy saxophone, you know, and yeah. and it just it just moves you. And uh, I think you ladies are doing the right thing. And for the short period of time that we've known each other, uh, I'm already a big fan. I mean, oh. as you guys very well know, <laughs> uh, because one of the songs it wasn't on your on your latest uh, album that you guys are working on. But the one that I like the most, because I'm a, a prior uh, veteran, uh, served in the Navy, is uh, is the it's a song called Salute You. And I think that was on your second album, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Correct. You're right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So so that track to me was like fire, man. I was like, oh, my God. I said, boom, I played that thing about 60 times the night I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's one of those songs. It's um, you know, it's a, it's a song that it paints. It's it's about the narrative that too many of our men do, do not get. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of men, and, and especially in the in the minority and black communities, where though you do have fathers um, who want to raise their children, you do have men going out there working nine to fives just to put food on the table. You do have men out there who are keeping you know little kids off the street and trying to be mentors like you you do have those those characters in our communities and they aren't you know the light isn't shined on them too much so we just want to say thank you to those guys and um to the men out there who who are trying mm-hmm. yeah 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 i uh like i said that, uh, that that's my favorite song i mean certainly if i ever get to meet you ladies in person that's going to be one uh at the concert that i want to hear firsthand <laughs> because that that song resonates with me because I am one of those guys, you know, I'm, I'm not in the spotlight, but having kids uh, and, and doing the best that I can to make sure that they become uh, wholesome citizens and, 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 and being able to treat, you know, treat people right and, and do the right things and, you know, get them educated. It, it takes a lot of work. And like you said, those type of heroes have to be saluted. And I certainly appreciate you guys coming up with the song for that because I think it's certainly uh, right there in today's uh, current events for all of those individuals that are trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit, uh, you know, about kind of about, you know, we've got, we've got this pandemic going on. We've got this social injustice going on. We've got a lot of uh, things that are very much unsettling. How has that impacted the group? I mean, with regards to, you know, changes that have, may have happened in, in, in your current uh, schedule or, or recording time. I mean, how are you guys managing to, uh, to weather the storm with the, with the current uh, pandemic and social uprising? Um, well, honestly, nothing really changed entirely too much only because, um, you know, even though it's a pandemic going on, we still got things to do, bills to pay, things of that nature. So um, if anything, I'll say the most that probably changed is the fact that it's not a lot of in-person meetings anymore. Like a lot of things switched over to virtual um, things, even as far as like performances. Well, that is a major thing. Let me scratch that. So our actual 
going out to venues and things of that nature has stopped. Um, so that moved over to the virtual world. However, um, it still expanded um, for us because we were a part of um, virtual tainment and we got to perform with people from all over the world, all in mm-hmm. one space. So mm-hmm. um, it definitely maneuvered some things, but it is most certainly didn't put anything to a halt or to a stop. Because um, even still, you know, we still had studio time. We still got time to record. We released a single. We did visuals. Um, we still released some content. So you know, the grinds definitely didn't stop. We definitely still got some things done. Um, it's just that a lot of things moved over to being virtual now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I was just curious because certainly, uh, you know, there's a lot of production that goes into being uh, a musician or an artist, particularly as it relates to having others involved and, and being able to ensure that your branding, your videos, your marketing, all those different things are kind of all coming together. And, uh, you know, I know we see it on, on, on our side of the fence for the company that I own, but certainly, um, you know, just, just out of curiosity, I was looking to see how is, how's that impacting artists such as yourself. So our listeners, uh, you know, they've heard us talk about your new track, Baby. And, and and basically, we've heard that the song is trending very well, you know, in Dallas, which is right up the street from us, uh, <laughs> as well as well as out in uh, Los Angeles. So so tell us what was the kind of the concept behind Baby? I mean, what 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 kind of brought that song to fruition to to make it such a such a popular track? I mean. Um, did you guys both collaborate on that to write that together or, or, or how, how did, how does the story story unfold for a baby? Okay. So ideally we're working on our third studio album and we were collaborating with different producers and, and rappers and singers and things like that. And so one day, one day we were at 1122 studios in Philly and this producer from LA named Jazz was there and they made some things happen. They put some music on. It was a vibe. And then he uh he sampled TLC's baby song, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so baby. The thing is so when we met Jazz, he played some um some other samples that he had for us. And um we pretty much just told him that we wanted something fresh, like something new, something straight off the board. And once we told him the idea that we were going with, he literally just sat, sat, you know, found different samples that he wanted to use and um, finally used the sample uh, from TLC song, Baby, and literally just made the song from scratch right then and there. Um, Nice. So once he made that, um, we listened to it. We got a feel for it. Um, He actually came up with the hook. And then we wrote everything else. And mm-hmm. that was it. Yes. Wow. Shout out to them. Wow. 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 That's uh that's that's talent right there. I mean, was that all done in a in a single uh day or a couple hours or or how did that how did that unfold? It, it happened in a day. Um there was a change in terms of like one of the singers that were on there. Um, and so then we went back to the drawing board and, and added some new material. But other than that, it was pretty much a one day thing. It was pretty much. A oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, 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 nice. Well, you know, one of the things that my listeners, they always love is, is how, 
I kind of uh, pull some unique ingredients out of uh, out of our special guests. So we're going to jump into some fun facts, some things that you know we'd like to find out, maybe uh, some uniqueness that maybe you haven't shared with any other interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump into some questions, and basically you both can answer. Uh, we can go Dominique first, and then beyond. Uh, but the first question is, is if you could live anywhere, where would that be? Hmm. Uh, I would love to live down Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> okay. 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 Beyond. I would love to live. Um, I would love to live in the UK. Wow. I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of <laughs> No, honestly, I just want to go over there. I think it's so fun. There's so many things, um, so many places over there I'd like to visit. And so why not live there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I have lived in the UK. Uh, matter of fact, I used to fly to Philadelphia uh, every single month and catch the red eye into Manchester, UK, when I was over there working uh, a nuclear project for probably about two and a half years. So uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful country, to say the nice. least. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Dominique, you're up. So what would you sing at karaoke night? <laughs> give me, give me one, give me one song. I would sing uh, Refill by L. Harner. Oh, nice. 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 Beyond? Beyond? I gotta go with singing some Shaka Khan. I gotta go with the Ain't Nobody. That's going to be my song, and I'm going to get everybody up and sing it with me. So, oh my God, man! Woo! <laughs> I knew I knew there was something in common with with all of us because, man, I love I love I love Shaka Khan. So, okay, okay, so 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 Dominique, what makes you laugh the most? Anything, honestly. I'm a goofball, so literally anything can make me laugh. B can look at me any type of way, and I'll bust out laughing. Like it's it's not that hard. It's not that hard for me. <laughs> understood. 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 Okay, beyond funny, funny faces, funny movements. You know, uh, just it, it's like when the body is in, involved with the joke. I like that stuff. Make me makes me laugh. And funny right. voices. Right. Right, right. All right, so so you know I have to bring up these next couple questions because I I always I always have to be uh in a mode of 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 trying to figure out whether or not uh people enjoy these type of things you do around the house. So we're going to go to you first, uh Dominique. What would you rather do? Wash dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house. Wash dishes. <laughs> Beyond. Um, I'd rather clean the bathroom. I spend a lot of time in there, so I want to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so you both are phenomenal singers and 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 just up and rising uh, artists. What is the longest you've gone without sleep? Dominique. Mm, without sleep? I think it was maybe about like 36 hours. Wow. Great. Wow. 
Yeah, I was I, I would say 48 for me, 48 hours. Wow. Wow. Was that studio time? <laughs> um, no, that's just life. Yeah, it's just life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So I don't want you guys to say, hey, Greg, we, 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 we kind of talked a little bit about stereotyping. So when I ask you this next question, it's not a stereotypical question, but it is often a question where, let's just say, when, when a guy asks this to a woman, they go, I'm going to slap you across your head. How often do you buy clothes, Dominic? <laughs> um, maybe twice a month or so, I guess. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say twice a month. And if I have a little boo thing, he going to pick me up a few things. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Just have to keep it real. We on cut to the chase. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. So if you could have someone else's life for one day, who would that be? Dominique. Sierra. Nice, nice, nice. Beyond. All right. Question. I never, I never want nobody else. Like I can't think of that. That's a hard question, man. <laughs> I want my life. It's jacked up sometimes, but I want to keep it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. There you go. I, I I can respect that. I can respect that. All right. So, Dominique, name one thing on your bucket list. To climb the Great Wall of China. Nice. 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 Be on. I, I would love to take a trip to Jerusalem and just walk walk that that ground. I just want to do that one good time. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. Very interesting, ladies. Very interesting. I, I certainly appreciate that. You know, sometimes those fun questions, uh, you know, they give a different side, a different dimension of, of how people think. And uh, I appreciate you sharing those things uh, uh, with our listeners and our audience. So, you know, I want to dive into some other, you know, kind of fun facts, you know, with regards to kind of what we started this dialogue on. Um, particularly as it relates to how artists amplify their voices and their platform. And primarily, you know, we see a lot of different things going on. But in one particular instance, to talk about a group or band that is pretty much on a national phenomenon, they have been for so many years, which has been one of the greatest rock bands in the world. They achieved quite a bit of status through a lot of their phenomenal music, as well as uh, wanting to end the transmission of HIV, HIV and eliminate malaria, uh, malaria and eradicate racism and stamp out gender equality. And this group that I'm talking about is you too. And so in the context of some of the things that I've seen them do as, uh, as musician and as artists, I see some of those same qualities and in in Avance as a group because of the simple fact that you guys have shown that ambition. Uh, You've shown the the test of times that will kind of help cultivate the change in behavior and the beliefs and kind of reverse that in such a way that it's going to resonate as long as you guys have staying power. And so overall, as we consider 
you know, this dialogue and this discussion, you know, there's a couple things that we want to dive into here before we wrap up. It's our duty to vote. And so what do you guys have to say about that? It's our duty to vote. Well, it's definitely our duty because if you're one to speak of change, the main way to be of change is become a part of it. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for your community or even just the world in general to move in a certain direction, you have to drive those people around you to move in that direction as well. And one of the ways to do that is to vote. So if you want to see a change within our government, if you want to see some things change within your community, you got to make sure that you vote and get those right people in that share those same you know ideas that you do and make sure they're in office and therefore you'll get the change that you want to see. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that, you know, it's a trick. It's a trickle down effect, because if you go out there and you're hoping to see change and you're out at the voting polls and you're doing mail-in votes, then more than likely the youth is going to see that and mimic it. You know, it's like it's in the little things that we do that influence people. And so I feel like a lot of us have an obligation, not only for ourselves, but for the people that we leave behind. Uh uh Very well said. Very well said. So my next question is, it's our duty to remember. What are your thoughts about that? I feel like if we're going to talk about remembering things, we're going to have to talk about remembering people Mm -hmm. and the many people that lost their lives just so that we could vote, just so that we can have freedom Mm -hmm. of speech, just so that we can, you know, Mm -hmm. have the opinions that we have about certain political figures. Like, you know, people like MLK and Martin and and Malcolm X and all the other people from like NAACP who stood and protested in the streets day in and day out, like they didn't die for no reason. So, you know, whether you feel as though you're you're in a stuck place, like I don't know who to vote for. I just say take advantage of the opportunity because we didn't have it before, you know. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something we have to remember and not take in vain. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, next question. It's our duty to follow the rules as bad girls of R&B you guys go against the grain. What are your thoughts about that? It's our duty to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. We're a little iffy about that because we break some rules along the way. This is the most around We might bend them a little bit. Um, but of course, um, rules definitely create order mm-hmm. and it keeps everything organized in the way that things should be. So of course, follow rules, but you know, if you can find a way around it and you know, still get the job done and not hurt nobody, then you know, get it done. Right. 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 Cool. 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 So, uh, next question is, uh, it's our duty to care for one another. Of course. Of course. It's our duty. It's our duty to respect one another and like simple respect for each other's opinions and points of views and just like walks of life. That's enough Mm -hmm. to care for somebody. 
You know, mm-hmm. love them from mm-hmm. afar. You ain't got don't you don't have to be all up on them, but just love them from afar and, and care for them, and, and that's that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I certainly, uh, I certainly like the last question here, which is, uh, it's our duty to ask questions like, "Why?" What are your thoughts about that? It's definitely your duty to ask questions because what other way are you going to gain understanding? If you don't understand something, mm-hmm. you ask the question about it, and there's really no such thing as a stupid question because if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Always ask questions. I'm good for asking questions. I need to know why, when, who, what, when, where. I need to know everything. So therefore, you know, there's not any miscommunication. And, you know, I'm not taking anything a certain way or anything of that nature. It's just creating clarity. So always ask questions. Yeah, and to get the truth, man. Like, seriously, you you ask, you ask politicians why. Why should I vote for you? You don't have anything legitimate to say. I can't, you can't point me to the facts. Why should I vote for you? I'm not going to vote for you. So just for just for peace of mind and, and confidence in your in your vote and your decision making, it's important to ask that question. Mm-hmm. 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 Very well stated. Very well stated. So uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, ladies, do you have any uh, final comments or or remarks that you like to share with our listening audience? Yes, for everyone that is listening, please take advantage. And make it your duty to go out and vote. It is very important if you want to see change. If you want to see anything, you know, work out the way that you see fit, always, always go out and vote. And remember that your source of information is not just Instagram and Facebook. Go to Google.com. Go to um, government websites and, you know, things like that to get more information about the people you're putting in office. Because that's very important. You have to deal with these people for the next four years. Mhm 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 well well i uh i like i said you know i i had i had a tremendous amount of respect for you guys before we had this interview and uh you know that i've only only upticked that even more and so so for me my final remarks are of such folks this is a group that has potential on the highest scale of talent This is a group where the statue of being a black woman or black women have set the precedence of what things should appear to be in life, but not suppressed by the overall stereotypical ways of how people perceive them. This is a group that is on the cusp of being not only brand awareness but being supportive of a community through their outreach, their talent, their skills, and being and being involved with what's going on socially. This is a group that you should go out and listen to their music and capture the essence of the words and the lyrics and the hooks that are coming through because they all have meaning and power. This is a group where a young lady named Beyond, and this is a group where a young lady named Dominique Nicole formalized Aviance. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Gregory Proctor. This has been episode 46. It's our duty.
Ladies, I've had a wonderful, wonderful time chatting with the two of you. We're at the bye-bye moment, and I would like to say bye-bye and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. But we don't believe in goodbyes. We say see you later. <laughs> All right. I want to I want to see you later. Maybe I'll show up on the video set for uh, one of your next upcoming videos. Right. More than welcome. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. <laughs> well, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say goodbye, but uh, but definitely uh, don't hang up. We'll, we'll continue to chat a little bit. And uh, all right, to our listeners, Greg Proctor, episode 46, It's Our Duty. Have a good day, people. Stay safe. We love you. Peace out.